ladies and gentlemen, we're here today for draw episode number 82. It was but last Friday that the footballing world had a bombshell dropped upon it. News that rocked the footballing world, rocked me, rocked my world. Jurgen Klopp is leaving Liverpool at the end of the season. We're going to take a short second here to remember Jurgen. He's not dead, but he's dead to us. What do we do now? Jurgen, we're going to miss you. I won't. Nah, I'm joking. I probably will miss him. I, I, I was torn on the day that he got announced because obviously there's this kind of looming fear for Man- Manchester City fans that they're going to get booted out of the Premier League. And let's all hope that that happens. Fuck them guys. Yeah, I mean... And that would leave we Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp as... The ones to beat. Like, by by a lot as well, because there's not many teams that can compete with Manchester City. But Consistently. Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool side can do it, have been proven that they can do it. And if yeah. Manchester City get booted out of the league, that's Liverpool. I mean... Running with Jurgen Klopp leaving with Man City in a very perilous situation, we could see a massive switch up in the structure, the the status quo of the Premier League. It could we could see teams who probably don't even deserve to be on top, like this guy's team. Come <laughs> what? Dominating the Premier League, which we love to see it. You'd rather do by merit, but if it has to be by the fault of other teams, then so be it. Um, but yeah, we're going to take a little time today, this episode, to discuss Jurgen's career, um, Jürgen's look at Liverpool some of his career. achievements, yeah. look at some of the players he signed. We're going to give you his best eleven in our opinion of the team that the, te- the players that he's managed. This is going to be a Liverpool. bit of a Jurgen Klopp dick riding sesh. Yeah. So Liverpool fans. Get excited, mate. This one's for you. Yeah. Actually, our last couple of episodes have been about Liverpool because our last one was, can they go all the way and win the title? And then, bosh, Jurgen Klopp announces to leave and that kind of thrown everything up in the air. Like, or I has will, it? Let's talk uh, just a, for a quick moment about the announcement. Mm. It was kept under wraps, mm. which I thought was fantastic. It's the way it should be. I was actually thinking on my way here. Fabrizio Romano and all them, man, have ruined transfer windows because... Not everyone knows what's going on before it even happens. There's no excitement. There's no There's Peter only... Odenwingi rocking up in his car at a training ground. Last Do you remember day like um, when Di Maria signed for United on like that deadline day or whatever? Or Ozil, all those yeah. exciting things and like you don't know who's going. There's rumours, but nothing's found. Now you just go on Twitter and Fabrizio has ruined it, mate. You've absolutely ruined it. Ruined it. Um, but yeah, it was nicely kept under wraps. There wasn't any sort of leaks. Thought it was respectful to Jurgen. And I thought the way he went about it was good. The interview was a little bit weird. It, it, it left, po- yeah, it left- he had an undertone of that he was ill. But we, a leg We don't want to make any claims. But he says, I know that I cannot do this job again and again and again. I read into it differently, though. I think that he's just saying, look, he wants, he needs to, for this to be a title challenging team every season he needs to be 100% hmm. and he's saying he can't give that 100% every season and it must be tiring man he's got to be working in and out day in and out 24 hours a day yeah like he seems like the, yeah well no and, I was going to say he seems like the kind of manager to give it all give it his all but uh, every manager does that I don't want to single out other managers but, but you know what I mean like and, and so it must be exhausting and like to be trying to 
be that like front running team and compete with the likes of a Man City it, mm. it's got to be exhausting like you've got to be knackered so for me I don't really think it's too much I think he's literally going to take a break refresh enjoy life a little bit go back to doing the things that he was doing before and then come back to management refreshed excited and ready for a new challenge it's an interesting one for me I'm getting my detective hat on I'm getting my tinfoil hat on and I'm reading a lot more into this I think I don't know. I think there is more to it. I think, like you said, the uh, the announcement video left more questions than answers. And um, I know during COVID, he lost his mum. And I think that was quite a tough time. And he had to power through. Obviously, Liverpool won the league. And I don't know. They were saying that the players have known since November. And that's kind of spurred them on. So maybe he's kind of thinking, yeah, this is one last hurrah for Liverpool. And maybe they've known something that we're not privy to at the moment. But for me, he's been given a big transfer kitty in the, um, in the summer. I think yeah, he spent an, an underestimated sort of transfer kitty. 150 million. Easy. I think he spent. Yeah, but that was on like four players. Still. You spent a hundred million on Declan Rice, mate. Yeah. This isn't about Arsenal, mate. Move on. Um, you spent 65 on Kai Havertz. Move on, mate. That kind of transfer kitty, FSG aren't stumping that up without knowledge that Jurgen Klopp's going to be here for two, three more seasons to bed in those players. They're not dropping that kind of money. You know FSG, they're stingy. And I think something has happened. I don't want to start rumours, but I think there's more to it. But I won't be coming up with conspiracy theories right now. This is a... Jurgen Klopp testimonial, if you like. Yeah. Um, right. Let's talk about Jurgen. He joins in 2015. Early 20... That's a long time ago. That is a long time ago. Nearly 10 years, baby. Um, He's got to be the longest serving manager in the Prem, I think. I'm just guessing, but that's a fact that I've now said is fact. Yeah, it's got to be. I can't think of anyone else. Let us know in the comments. This is off the dome. As always, so let's know if yeah, there is actually be. the only other person I can think who's been at their club that long is Pep, and Pep came in 2016. So yeah, he's got to be. Um, but yeah, he came in, and that Liverpool team was in dire straits. I think they hadn't had a top like four finish in however many yeah, seasons. Yonks. It was a Liverpool team. In... Actually, that's not true because they finished second under Brendo. Oh, they did. Yeah, Brendo with Suarez, yeah, Raz and. Yeah, I don't storage. know. Basically, all I want to say is he's done an absolute wonder job. He did have a rebuild on his hands. Everyone compares... They're always like the two biggest rebuilds in recent history are Arteta's Arsenal and Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool. I agree. I think they always come like like for like Arsenal... And Ange's uh, Tottenham. Yeah, but that's kind of gone from average to average, really, hasn't it? Um, yeah, they compare the team that Jurgen Klopp came in. I think they had uh, Mamadou Sacco at centre-back. They had... Alberto Moreno at left back. Emre Chan. I can't even think of who else there's about. But Jurgen Klopp over his time has not only obviously made big statement signings, your Van Dyke, your Allisons, but right. he's also done a lot of under kind of under the radar moves. You're talking bringing Trent in from the academy. You're talking Andy Robertson from Hull. These players have come together and Jurgen Klopp has built a, a Liverpool team for the generations, mate. Yeah, I mean, he's he achieved so in, much, and it took a while for it to get going. Um, 
but you saw that something was cooking straight away. Mm. His early signings were strange. I believe Stephen Corker on loan from QPR was on there. Come on. That's an unbelievable uh, sign. And he played up front. Do you remember he played up, him up top in one game? Like right at the end. But yeah, I agree. It took a while. But his first season, double runners up in the EFL Cup, Carabao Cup now known, mm-hmm. and the Europa League. So like you said, from early, that's what managers that do rebuilds need. They need to come in, even if they don't kind of win anything straight away. From early, if you can see that there's an identity, that there's kind of like a connection with the fans, a connection with the team. People buy into it. And I think that's what Jurgen Klopp had from day one. And then obviously it developed and started winning hella. You're talking Champions League runners-up in 2017-18. And then straight after that runners-up disappointment, Bosch, they go win it in 2018-19. Yeah, that was the first the the runners-up was after that tackle on Mo Salah by Sergio Ramos, wasn't it? It was. And then obviously we won't talk about the one where they beat Spurs in the final because that was a stinky game. It was the worst Champions League final in recent history, I believe. 2018-19, to get them the Champions League and then literally the season after get them the Premier League, that I think already puts him as... Is it ballsy to say Liverpool's greatest ever manager? To do the Champions League then Premier League back-to-back? was so dominant back in the day that it's hard to say it, but he's definitely the greatest manager of the Premier League era. Yeah, 100%. To do the Premier League and then Champions League back-to-back is crazy and then he wins a whole bunch of stuff FA Cup season after EFL season after all the kind of bits and bobs like the Super Cup he's won seven trophies and not only that but a lot of runners up as well which is something they, he's always competing that's is what I'm that's trying to say what I was about to say yeah the fact that he's taken Liverpool from from outside chances to com- serious competitors in every single competition is yeah. testament to how good he is and one of the reasons that maybe his trophy hall looks a little disappointing to compared to the praise that we've been giving him and that everyone has rightly given him is one rivalry 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 with Pep Guardiola who as we know had potentially access to a much larger war chest illicit funds mate illicit funds but Pep Guardiola what a manager and these two have given us battles for the centuries I remember we would just always be looking for that fixture on mm. release day Man City Liverpool when's that first one coming because those games they looked like they were taking it was a different sport the level of intensity the the technique the just the general standard of those games was echelons above what we saw in a day to day basis in the Premier League and um, still the case yeah. now even though like Liverpool probably aren't as good as the seasons where they hit 98, 99 points and Man City aren't as good as the seasons they hit 98, 99 points whenever these two teams play each other no matter Liverpool will completely refresh their team this summer but whenever Liverpool play Man City those two managers Pep and Klopp they make it one of the best games of the season every single time and yeah like you said Pep obviously being around has uh, kind of stopped Klopp winning Every sin- everything mean, back to back to back. Genuinely, I think Klopp would end up would have four, maybe after the end of the season, five titles without. Well, see if without they see get everything stripped from them. Klopp's title, oh, he's going to be his be- honors list could be boosted. But um, yeah, I think their rivalry is an interesting one because it might not get kind of the flowers from football Twitter because. They're a bit lovey-dovey towards each other, it's aren't they? Not, it's not like... Uh, it's not uh, Wenger Sir Alex Wenger, Wenger or, yeah. or Jose Wenger. Yeah. There's no there's no beef. It's all love with these two. 
Yeah, that ferocity is. Is that there. a bit dead? I think they're just they're just so they're so far above everyone else's mm. level that they just like the fact they have someone to compete with. Pep Guardiola says about Jurgen Klopp that their their rivalry is a beautiful rivalry, and he describes Klopp's team as the strongest opponents I've ever faced in my career. I mean, for me, this is what this is. Why just I'm kiss filled, him, mate. This is, this is why why I'm filled with just a great sadness a great because sadness. we're not going to get this. Uh, he's not going to come back to manage another team in the Premier League mm. unless it's Liverpool. Do you reckon Man City versus Liverpool at the end of the season when they last play each other, they'll kiss at full time? I hope so. On the lips. I hope so, but <laughs> only if it's a 12.30 kickoff with Paul Tini as referee. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just That's the saddest part for me is that we're not going to see a Klopp team back in the Prem. I mean, football is a fickle sport, so times change. He may be here with another team, but he probably, I've already said this, in within five years, he'll be back as Liverpool manager. Do you reckon? Oh, that's a big claim. Unless, unless whoever comes in, Liverpool fans, let us know. Unless whoever comes in comes in and does such an important, just a, such a great job. Mm. But I really do think that. I think there might be a few other clubs that you go to. Maybe one of the big La Liga boys. Maybe back to Germany. But I can't see him anywhere else. Yeah, I really can't. I agree. I think he's built such a a machine here at Liverpool and it would be crazy to kind of rule him out of coming back because he's he's the guy isn't he talk to me about these three these three points here so we were talking about Liverpool always competing under Jurgen Klopp obviously a lot of runners up and then a lot of titles won we said Jurgen may have four Premier Leagues under his belt had it been not been for Man City let's just go through and re- reminisce about how close those battles took us 2018-19, the kind of first proper Liverpool versus Man City title charge. Man City edged them out by one point. 98 points to Liverpool's 97. And I believe that was the season that Liverpool went into the next season. I think they had like a stretch of like 27 home games yeah. undefeated or something like that. Crazy stuff. And then the 2019-2020 season, this is the COVID season, everybody says Liverpool's asterisk Premier League win. Who knows? 99 points. So they've just dropped 97. Now they're dropping 99. That's point haulage. That's nuts. And then obviously the season after that, Liverpool had a bit of a dip. I think there was injuries that season. I think Fabinho was out most of the season. I think Alisson was out quite a lot that season. So they weren't in the title charge. That was Man City won the league. Man United finished second. But 2021 to 2022 season, Liverpool come back. And again, lose out to Man City by one point. Imagine as a Liverpool fan. I don't like Liverpool fans. Fuck them guys. But imagine in the last five years. 90 plus points three times. And losing by a point. I'd be livid. Yeah. That's why I probably, if I was a Liverpool fan, watching my manager kind of dick ride pet, I'd be like, bro, that scumbag has conned us out of a, Premier League title by a point twice. I mean... That's a Mazza. That's incredible. What did Arsenal finish on last season? 84. And and that was uh, that was an extraordinary season. Let's just, let's just yeah. not forget how incredible. 97, 99, and 92 points. Let's talk about point haulage. That is insane. That is just... The ability to compete like that over season, over season, over season is... Testament to Klopp, yeah, mate. it's, it's unbelievable, crazy. unbelievable. So shout out Klopp. Is he a nearly man? No, he, for me, <laughs> for me, he's the second greatest manager in the world at the minute. 
Yeesh. And he has been for yeah, no, several seasons. It. The only one who, for me, who gets close is Carlo. Yeah. Don Carlo. Yeah, that's a shame. And then maybe Zidane when he was active. Yeah, Zidane needs to come out of hiding, mate. But um, let's run through. A manager is nothing without the man. Nudges. I don't know. He's, he's a manager son. of people. He's a manager of men. Yeah. And so these are some of the men that he's bought. Yeah, I've highlighted. I've got a list of all his transfers here, but I've highlighted some key talking points. So right at the start of his tenure, he spent 35 million. No, 30 million on one Sadio Mane. And also Joel Matip on a free transfer. Talk to me about those. Where did Matip come from? It was... Uh... Hanover or was it Hamburg? Somewhere? I don't know. But a free transfer for Joel Matip, still at the club, still one of the best centre backs in the Premier League. Yeah, he's a bit in and out due to injury, but free transfer. In that window where he got Sadio Mane, just seen, he's also got Genie Wijnaldum from yeah. Newcastle. Yeah. What a signing. So for me, the Sadio Mane one is obviously his marquee signing. I remember that was in the works for a little while. Um, that was big. He came in, you had Joel Matip who. I don't think anyone thought anything of it. It looked like a, like a sort of standard, bog-standard signing. But Liverpool needed centre-backs at that point because I mean, they, they spent, were stuck they with... They spent 4.2 million on Ragnar Klavan. Yeah, they had that... some dog-shit centre-backs at that point. Then, and yeah, they needed... bringing in Genie Wijnaldum, who was chipping in with a quite a few goals for Newcastle. I believe he scored four in one game for them. Mm-hmm. Against uh, Yeah, he... I like I like Genie Wijnaldum. It was, yeah, he's he's a very he's... different player. And... It was, it was. I was actually disappointed to see him leave Liverpool. Uh, when he Same. Did. We'll do our best Klopp eleven in a bit, but I reckon Genie's in there. But yeah, Such in a good the following window, perhaps the the one that everyone looks to, Mohamed Salah, for forty three point nine million, and he is worth every single penny. Maybe we should put this out there after, but rank these three Klopp signings: Mo Salah for forty three point nine million, Virgil Van Dijk for seventy five million. And Alison Becker for 65 million. Liverpool fans, let us know. Yeah, and then um, followed that up in the same window 20 days later with Andy Robertson. However, let's let's have a little peek at this. Dominic Solanke, remember him? He's doing quite well now. Little transfer for 4 million from uh, Chelsea. Could Dom Solanke be in the Firmino before Firmino? Uh, and then you had Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, obviously the big Virgil van Dijk one. Naby Keita for fifty-two million never really worked out, did it? Just no. full of injury and couldn't really find his te- uh, place in the team. Uh, Jordan Shakiri, what guy? Maybe understated. Uh, Alison Becker, you signed the best goalkeeper in the world from Roma. There worth every penny that sixty-five million. Then there's a few weird ones. Van der Berg, they signed Harvey Elliott when he was just, I think sixteen from um, Fulham. And then the list goes on a bit. Takumi Minamino, one that didn't really work but didn't really cost too much. Costa Simica still there. Thiago Alcantara still there. But Diego Jota. What guy? Perhaps the most important signing of recent time. You had Ibrahim Akonate in the July window of 2021, followed on by a big January signing, Luis Diaz. We've started to move into the next generation of player here with the Konate, the Diaz, the Nunez. And then moving into January of that season, 2023, Cody Gakpo. Then we have uh, Klopp's second to last window. Yeah. I think he's kind of, this is the team that he's going to leave behind, isn't it? The Cody Gakpos, the McAllisters, the Shabozhles, 
the Endos and the Gravenbecks. They're the kind of teams he's going to leave behind, along with... Although, today, did you see the Virgil van Dijk drama that he said he doesn't know if he's still going to be there? He's got 18 months left on his contract and that Liverpool, without Klopp, could be turmoil. And he Mm. says he doesn't know what will be happening. That's crazy. We mustn't forget, this isn't a, a small club who have only just had success with this manager. Liverpool have been a big, second biggest club in England, in my opinion. Yeah, I think... United. And so, for me, they are... I think both points can be true, though. They can be the second biggest club in England and be a club that's only recently just had... But then they will not fall away into nothingness. No. They, they will not. They have they, Their fan base is too big. They're too much of a giant, not only in English football, but in world football. I mean, the Champions League doesn't look right without them there, does it? But if... Klopp leaves in the summer. Mo Salah's going to be off in the summer. And you've got your captain, Virgil van Dijk, saying, I don't know if I'm still going to be there. As a Liverpool fan, what do you do with that? Maybe this is what they need, though. A I complete mean, refresh. Good things must come to an end. We've seen Man United struggle. And so perhaps this actually devalues my point of Liverpool fading away into mediocrity because Man United have done so. Exactly. But I think Man United have bigger issues going on. I think Liverpool have a sensible board. They've got great facilities. Their stadium's not falling apart. Mm. Um, it's an interesting And I think one, they've got it? the right people behind the scenes. These are the people who bought Jürgen on. Yeah. These are the people who make these good signings. You look through that list of players that we just looked through. Not a lot of flops. Not a lot of flops. No. Especially the big money ones. That's very true. On right. the t- uh, Yeah, on the topic of his signings, let's do a best Jürgen Klopp 11. This is going to be easy, mate. For the man, them. Right, keeper... Alisson. Alisson. Right back. Trent. It's not a signing, but we're talking about all his players. Yeah. Centre back pairing. Matip and Van Dijk. It's got to be. Joe Gomez, though, doing a real good job this season. Yeah. Left back, Andy Robertson. Bing bang. CDM. It's got to be one Fabinho. Fabinho. Yep. This is where it maybe get a little bit tricky. For me, Ginny Wildadam. Yeah, 100%. Be in there. Then is it Hendo? So you're talking Hendos, James Milner's. I think it's got to be Hendo for me. Yeah. I think... He Even bought, though he's a big... He bought twat. more to the team than he... Than just the pitch. Then you've got Mo Salah, Sadio Mane, Bobby and Firm. Darwin Nunes. It's, <laughs> yeah, no, it's got to be Bobby Firms, yeah, mate. Yeah. It's got to be Bobby Firms. I mean, it's just outrageous. Imagine they kept Suarez. In Although, I saw a tweet, and this might not be true. That 11 that we made only played together once. Did it? Yeah. Who was the late... Alisson was the late sign-in. I don't know. Apparently, they're like... Injuries to individuals never allowed that team to play together. That's that's Which nice. is crazy, because that, that is team nice. is crazy. Oh, maybe Georgie Wijnaldum as well yeah. wasn't there. Yeah, that's nuts. But um, I was just thinking, imagine, does Diego Jota have a shout of being in that team? Yeah, what player? He's unbelievable. I was thinking this as well. Who else is there? Look at what's going on with Marcus Rashford, yeah, and his career. Mm. Is Diego Jota just a much better player? Yeah, 100%. He, he, he is. He's levels above Marcus Rashford. Yeah, 100%. He's had a better, Trent's had a better career than Marcus Rashford. Yeah. Oh, Trent, easily. Trent's probably had, in terms of English players, the best career out of any English player currently playing. I mean, Phil Foden's won the treble. Yeah, I was going to say him or Phil, but I feel like his is better because 
he's more pivotal to his team yeah. than Phil is. Yeah. Let, yeah. That's another one. Let us know. We need to Because then you're at, talking like Harry like, Kane, but he's achieved nothing. We need to look at the... Do a deep dive. And in, in, what did you call it the other week? Inquiry into the oh, yeah. uh, the fall off of certain English players. <coughs> Rhys James. Jeez. I've called Rhys James for time and Chilwell. Because honestly, yeah, I know we've gone off topic here, but this is the season for Rashford to nail it down. Euro starting spot in that left wing is his. And you're competing with Garnacho, who I like, but he's like an 18-year-old unproven talent. Anthony, who's dropping zero and zero until he plays league, league two um, competition. You're competing with no one. Why are you struggling so much? Yeah, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. So yeah, that was our best 11. Right, so Liverpool fans, this is a kind of discussion that you probably won't want to... You're probably not ready for right now, but replacements. Let us know in the comments before we list our possible replacements who you've got on your mind. The obvious replacement that everyone's touting is Xabi Alonso doing a fantastic job. I think he's got Bayern Leverkusen seven points clear yep. of Bayern Munich in second place. I think they've got a game in hand, so probably around four points. But that is the obvious link. Because that think- almost mirrors what Jurgen Klopp's done with this Liverpool team, competing against like the giant of the league with like lesser funds. It, yeah, it reeks of kind of a perfect what move. What done at- Dortmund but yeah. Dortmund, he had Dortmund in like European competition beforehand mm. like he, they were doing big things I mean he should, he'll he have the fans on side immediately Liverpool legend I think he he's just one we spoke about this the other day he's one of those players that you knew was going to become a fantastic manager yeah I saw Tifo did a video about or was it James Lawrence Alcott someone did a video about centre mid players that are slow becoming very good coaches. So Jorginho's going to be the GOAT. Jorginho. And you can see, because there was a clip of him that done the rounds on Arsenal Twitter where he was su- on the subs bench, but he was on the touchline bossing everybody around. And I think there is a correlation because you have to, if you're a bit slower, you've got to read the game 10 yards ahead of everybody else. And mm. I think, yeah, Chabi Alonso, Arteta, Perlo, those kind of players, they see Chabi, who we will talk about potentially in a bit. But yeah, Javi Alonso is obviously the obvious replacement for Jurgen. I think he's the one I'd want to see most, but it's maybe it's a little too obvious. Maybe it's too much pressure on it. I don't know. I think it like sometimes you've just got to go with the obvious. Like I agree. It, like it, he is like odds on by like a country mile because it seems so obvious. And I think yeah, he's got a clause in his contract. Clause which allows in his contract. To to previous when club. he was asked about it. He didn't really say no. He said, oh, I'll see how it goes at the end of the season. So, But this ha- this is already a much better signing for Liverpool than Frank Lampard to Chelsea. Yeah. He's done nothing. Yeah, he, yeah. Xabi Alonso's coming off the back of competing at the highest level with a team that's an underdog. What if Frank Lampard... Frank Lampard, what do he do? Kind of he steady derby ship at Derby. Like fourth to fourth. And then a Chelsea team that was on a transfer ban got them Champions League. steady the ship at Derby? Yeah. No, they had Mason Mount, Vikayo Tamori, and like Patrick Bamford. They had like a, a fantastic team and he couldn't get them out of the championship. Steadied the ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then a Chelsea team with transfer ban got them Champions League, which probably is best achievement in management, really. Yeah, that's nuts. But yeah, um, other names on the list. Roberto De Zerbi. Not having... I mean, it, I think they're struggling with European competition. Mm. But we're seeing they're scoring a lot of goals, conceding a lot of goals. They lost a few big players, so I don't really think he's done a bad job since last season. No, and when you get compliments from Pep saying like he's one of the most tactically advanced managers in football right now, 
you can't I, say he, that for he granted, would, mate. He would do well at Liverpool. Yeah. Graham Potter is a risky one, I think. Graham Potter's an interesting one because I think it's the wrong move. It yeah, just, it just I'd, doesn't fit for me. For, for me, he, his track record of big clubs isn't great. So one. yeah, so I wouldn't want to kind of put my eggs in his basket. But I do think he is due an upper level job again reasonably soon. Hansi Flick, not inspired by that. No. Zinedine oh. Zidane. I would, he's the only name I would take on that list over Xabi Alonso. Mate, Pep Bald Don versus Mate, Zidane Bald Don versus Ten Hag Bald Don. Ten Hag is just... A- Ten Hag's fraud, mate. But um, yeah, Zinedine Zidane is an interesting one. Jose Mourinho recently just parted ways with Roma. He said that he wants to return to the Premier League. He's done Chelsea. He's done United. He's done Spurs. Did Should he, he do who, Liverpool? Was it, talk, was it, oh, was it P- Pitch Side? Is that what their name is? Who they were talking with about? Theo Baker. Oh, the, the Wafflers. Um, the Wafflers. One of them was talking about how Jose Mourinho fancies Crystal Palace. Someone commented on our video that. I don't think they've got the pole. I don't think they can afford him, mate. Yeah. Um, well, he did say he's up for mate, taking a big old... right back for like 40 that years. That is facts. He did say he's up for taking a big old um, salary slash. But yeah, there's no way he's going to Palace. But Liverpool though, Liverpool fans, let us know. Uh, there's, Joe says he's a weird one because when he got sat from Roma, everyone was like, oh, he's washed. But he's done well with Roma. He's, he got them their first European trophy in like 20 years. Got them sec- uh, runners up the season after. Lost out on penalties, yeah. So... Yeah, he's toxic. He's toxic as fuck. But, and obviously Liverpool right now are like probably one of the least toxic teams for in me, the league. Yeah. So maybe you they don't can need get, that. You can pay out Xabi Alonso's contract mm. and get him on cheaper wages and have a more progressive manager for the future. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Xabi Alonso is just such a smart move that there's no way they don't make it. Nagelsmann currently, is he out of a job or is he a Germany manager? Out of the job. Out of the job. And Steven Gerrard, who just signed a new contract to El Atifaki. No chance. No, he's useless. But that would be funny. Oh, mate, I just can never see it. Never, ever see it. For me, it's got to be one Xabi Alonso. Now, before we round up, let's quickly talk about something that... Some other managerial news. Xabi Alonso to Xabi. Not Alonso. Uh, Barcelona (laughs) manager has... Potentially, he saw Jurgen Klopp rumors? get kind of like, or is it confirmed? No, nah, he's gone. Yeah, he saw Jurgen Klopp getting like the farewell treatment, all the love, and he thought, yeah, I want me a bit of that. I'll do, I'll do a, I'm leaving at the end of the season. Got absolutely roasted by Barcelona fans saying, nah, you were shit anyway, mate. So we're not sad about it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Barcelona have had some struggles, mate. They're toxic as fuck. Struggles, Maybe they get Jose struggle season. That's a rotten club at the minute. Um, but oh, yeah, that mate. was weird. There were some rumours about Mikel Arteta leaving Arsenal at the end of the season. But my blood clot manager came out and slashed those immediately. Yeah, that was a weird one. But, oh, um, it's so weird that people... Apparently, um, Jean Laporta, the um, director, at, or is he the ch- chairman? Chairman of Barcelona said he wants Jurgen Klopp. And Who he doesn't said, want Jurgen Klopp? He said he's... Would, w- you not, would you not ditch Arteta right now for Jurgen Klopp? Ooh, yeah, no, I probably would. Yeah, you, of course you would. Yeah, you be sit- He's the second best manager in the world. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's like, do you go back to square one for that? Whereas like Barcelona are at oh square one God. anyway. What if Don Carlo leaves Madrid and goes to Liverpool? Mm. But Barcelona, I reckon they should get to Zerbi. I reckon they take Mikel. For me, 
Barcelona are known for like being technically superior to every team they play. Play attacking football that is just leagues above every team they play. I think that's what the fans are used to. That's the culture. And recent managers haven't been able to bring that. I think if you're going off what Pep says, De Zerbi is one of the most tactically astute, best attacking style in world football at the moment. And that if that's what Barcelona want to get back to, De Zerbi's your man. One other name. Spalletti. Yeah. He's uh, taking a little hiatus from management. Done good things with Napoli last year. He's the Italy manager at the moment. Uh, yeah, but club football, no? Yeah. Uh, let us know. Liverpool fans, who do you want as your next manager? Is it Xabi Alonso? Is that too obvious? Let us know. And then Barcelona fans, what do you do now that Xavi's leaving? Who are you getting in? Let us know Keep down your below. dirty, dirty hands off my manager. Oh, I don't know where you're... <laughs> you know the guys that hold yeah. on to the burger? We've used that meme. <laughs> yeah. Um, guys, if you are not already... Actually, fuck that. You're talking about that meme. Oh, let me end on this. So... Everybody on Twitter doesn't rate Arteta. You don't rate Arteta. No, I don't Everyone and their mum is like, oh, you shit manager. I just think it's funny how you guys love him so much. Every, I, no, I'm, I, I have he has, happily he has said on the win. pod... He is yet to win a substantial trophy. I have happily said on the pod that if Don Carlo was available for a prolonged period of time, I'd get him in. So my love affair with Arteta isn't like blinded. It's reasonable. But there's mandem out there that are like, oh, yeah, Arteta shit, blah, blah, blah. The moment that is even like rumoured that he's leaving the Premier League, everyone's getting their bloody trumpets out and cheering like, oh yeah, Arsenal fans, what are you going to do now you haven't got Arteta? Why are you saying that if he's a shit manager? If I he's have, a shit manager, you want him to stay. I have no horse in this race, but Arsenal fans over the last couple of seasons have got very big in in what they chat. Oh, Jim, mate, I am big. In what they chat. Nah. Um, but yeah, it'd be funny. Guys, if you aren't already, get involved in our classic football shirt giveaway we're giving away a hundred pound voucher for cfs and we've got um, a very special announcement after the um giveaway uh, is finished so yeah keep an eye yeah if you want to get involved very very simple follow our socials and comment on this video comment on the last video comment on any other videos we're going to be going through our most recent comments exporting the whole thing and then picking one of our favorites to give 100 pound uh, classic football shirt voucher to so put down below what you would spend a 100 pound uh, classic football shirt voucher on what shirt you get back in the day they got an absolutely outstanding collection on there uh, and it's all authentic it's verified great people over there so yeah make sure you do get involved leave your comment down below we've got some banging comments already so yeah leave your comments below shout out everyone that's subscribing um, love you all mate love you all thank yeah, you good. hope you're all good mate yeah Thank you very much for watching, guys. It's been Board Draw, episode number 82. And it's live. Oh, we're live streaming. Oh, no, that would have happened. I don't know. Check out our live stream. No, nah, it wouldn't happen if we got no, Check out our live stream later today. Cheers!